1 Corinthians 3, 18 through 23. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. So let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. We have brought back the foolish and wisdom (laughs) paradigm. Exactly. Chapter two and chapter one. And, you know, very straightforward, easy to understand passage here. Um, to become wise, you have to become a fool. So some classic uh, biblical paradox here. Right. And a great snapshot of God's upside down kingdom. So Jennifer, what do you make of uh, the the tension here and, yeah. and what it means for growing in godliness? I, I think, again, I just go back to like, look not to your own understanding, like you're trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Um, and then I think again of Jesus wrestling with the Pharisees and especially when he healed the blind man Yeah. and you know, there was that whole trial where they brought the man in and they're like, who healed you? And he's like, I don't know. How did he heal you? And he's like, I don't know. All I'm saying is I was blind and now I can see. Yeah. And at the end of that whole story, um, the Pharisees come out and Jesus was like, it would be better that you had been born blind as well. And they were like, what are you saying? And it's like, that whole thing that Jesus is always saying, like, if you are blind or if you know that you are a fool, then you can be helped. Yeah, like, yeah. if you think you can see, you think you're wise, you think you have the answers, you think that you can have the answers, um, that you can figure this thing out and know enough to then be able to trust God. It's like, then you're like, you're on the wrong path. And <laughs> to mm-hmm. be said, you need to recognize that you are nothing before God. Of course, I think it's kind of funny, like become a fool. I mean, like we really are fools. It's more like realizing yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you are a fool. I mean, this is the God of the universe yeah. with all wisdom. Um, humble yourself before him. And then surprisingly, you become wise I know. because you now are trusting in the right mm. source, which is what he's been saying all along. Like go to the source, go to Christ, yeah. go to God, learn who he is. Um, love him and then actually understanding does come later yeah this passage reminds me of you know a really interesting moment in Matthew 16 so there's this you know the famous moment where Jesus is asking his disciples who do the people think that I am mm. and they kind of relay all the mixed opinions and thoughts to Jesus and he says well who do you think that I am and and Peter does what he does best and he speaks up Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So, and and, uh, Jesus says, this is the the rock I'm going to build my church on. Mm -hmm. So it's this very, you know, watershed moment where Peter, he like coins the identity of Christ. Like he, he gets it Mm -hmm. and he he understands that Jesus is the Messiah, Mm -hmm. the true Messiah sent from God. But he doesn't really get what that means yet. You know, he he right. was still thinking in the scope of an earthly deliverer. And so literally in the next verses, Jesus begins to teach that, you know, he he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things and, and be killed mm-hmm. and on the third day raised. 
And then Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes him. <laughs> and he says here, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. So he he pulls Jesus aside like, eh, we're not going to let that happen. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. Like we're, right. we don't want the Messiah to get killed. And Jesus, the, the strongest rebuke of his ministry, get behind me, Satan. Mm. And, you know, I think here we see Peter is trying to fit the gospel of Christ and the coming of the Messiah into his strategy and into this like worldly wisdom of right. how can we get political power? How can right. we free the, the Jews yeah. if you are dead? Exactly. <laughs> and he, he totally misses the point. And yet I think that's what we're all inclined to is to like take the power of God and, you know, the person of Jesus like, well, this is how we could really spin this for good right. and, and spin this for our benefit and, yeah. um, and well-intentioned even. Sure. And yet that's just not how God works. That's and, not how God works. Um, and Jesus insists on what was to Peter a foolish path. And yet it was the path that has reconciled all of us to him. Right. And just again, that he says that the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise and they are all futile, mm. which is so hard for us to like grab because we just think, yes, of course, the way to win the world is through power and influence. Yep. And yet everything that God has done and then what Jesus, you know, taught and then what he did with his life says, no, that's actually not the way, the way of Christ is a cross and it's dying mm. to ourselves and um, trusting the Lord and taking up our cross and following him and believing. And I also love, like you're making me think of Jesus saying, you know, like the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Yeah. Like it's so tiny, it's so insignificant. And yet it grows into this tree that can house many birds. Yeah. It's like, it's like leaven. Oh. It's like secret. It's like this growth mm -hmm. happens like, so mysteriously and yet we can see it we know it's real we know god is real and it's the same it, it, this is just another way of saying these things that like we need to go god's way mm. not seek like you said power because when we do seek that power who gets the who gets the credit us in our big old brains exactly yeah, yeah. he says let no one boast in men mm -hmm. and of course that's what leads us to all of this like fighting amongst each other because now we're like fighting for bragging rights and you know who's right and who's wrong and who's yeah. accomplishing god's work and who's not yeah absolutely it's insanity but i also love how he ends and he says um it's all yours mm -hmm. <laughs> like this this thing that god is doing yeah. like it's already happening like you're a part of this and you are christ and christ is god's i mean there's no more like assurance or encouragement or safety i mean there's no reason for us to be out here trying to build our own kingdoms. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, going back to chapter two, he says, um, he's talking about how he decided to know nothing among them except Jesus Christ and crucified. And verse five says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, mm. but in the power of God. And, you know, we all have this inclination and it doesn't matter if you fall you know, this way or that on sort of like the earthly political scale or whatever. Mm -hmm. We all have this inclination to find this like champion who can show just how smart our beliefs are and ridicule, mm -hmm. you know, the other side. And, and you know, we, we kind of fall into this belief that, you know, we're like one great Babylon Bee article away from or like <laughs> one great, you know, talking head 
uh, reel on Instagram or like whatever that there's something we can put on our Instagram story that'll show just how saved and just how like wise we are. Mm -hmm. And it's because we have this inclination. We want to rest in the wisdom of men. We want to be like validated and rather than see our faith displayed through the power of God. And that requires that we become fools to this world. And um, it's a lot to think about, a lot to meditate on and (laughs) pray through. So we'll let you do that for today. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you tomorrow. Um, Your fellow fools in Christ, Jennifer McClish and Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.